place I've been. That's, and, and, that's, know, about, that's, Stacey, always, that's Stacey Kendrick from El Paso. I she always yeah. makes me look better than I am. Well, that's, so that's, I like that's the beauty of photography, right. Coach. Um, it, it's been a quick two weeks. It's hard to believe that uh, it's been two weeks since we've last done this. The last time we did this show, Game 3 of the NBA Finals was uh, about to get underway between Miami and Dallas. And at the time, Dallas had a two-games-to-nothing lead. And the and, question was, would it be a sweep? And I'd already picked the, the Mavs to win. That's right. And, uh, uh, Steve, I got a, you know, as an old coach, old, old coach, uh, you know what I saw happen during those games? What's that? Is you got one team that's got a big guy that they throw to and throw out, and they got another player who's a tremendous driver. Now, in the NBA, you can get away with uh, May, um, with, you know, like uh, fouling a center. Sure. But if somebody takes it to the basket, like uh, Wade did, they're going to call a foul every time. I thought he got away with a few cheap ones. Yeah. But. Uh, there's not many drivers in the NBA, and again, the inside-outside game worked, and uh, driving the basketball. The Mavs couldn't make enough, uh, you know, they're a jump-shooting team. Uh, their big guy plays uh, uh, free-throw line extended, and I thought they got away with fouling him a lot, but they don't foul you out there. If you got your back to the basket, if you take it to the hook, They'll call it, and he his fouls came from taking it to him. Were you disappointed at all in uh, Dirk Nowitzki's performance in those last four games? Because well, it seems uh, like he kind of disappeared. Yeah, he disappeared because uh, the Heat uh, guarded him and got him off balance. I thought they fouled him a jillion times before he ever caught the ball, and he never could get in the rhythm. Well, I wasn't disappointed. I saw what was happening. At the same time, you mentioned Dwayne Wade. He took over, and um, although I think he was the beneficiary of a lot of calls, I will say that Dwayne Wade put together the most Jordan-like performance over those four games that I've probably seen since the days of Michael. I'm not sure they wouldn't better. Uh, Jordan never could take it to the basket like that, and he wasn't a prolific uh, shooter. Uh, he did everything great. A uh, tremendous defensive player, and uh, he's got six rings, I think it's six, uh, to prove what a great player he was. Absolutely right. For those of you that are here, we appreciate you dropping by, and we've got plenty to talk about today at 880-5763, 880-KROD. Now, Coach, also since we were last here, they we have created the Bear Burger. Now, this burger bears your name. It is your signature burger. And we were very careful to explain to the people here at Fuddruckers just exactly what goes into the Bear Burger. Now, it's very similar to the FUD 66 burger, which is ground beef, hatch green chilies, and American cheese. But the kicker here is the onions. And we have right now... Oh, man. Yes. A sample of the Bear Burger, and they take raw chopped onions, and when they first put this burger on the grill, Coach, they put the chopped onions into that raw side of the meat, then flip it over, cook that side as well, and that's uh, what uh, the Bear Burger's all about. You know, uh, last week, I don't know what that 
that young man sitting out here, mm -hmm. he had the two pound burgers. Yeah. A, a pound a piece, but he ate two of them. Yeah. And uh, they just sit down some that looks absolutely delicious. And I'm not hungry, but I'm going to eat it anyway. You got to try it because uh, they want us to try this burger. And I'm really looking forward to it. It looks delicious. It's got some lettuce, How tomatoes, you some got cheese. Half of it? Oh, because I have to try it too. I got to oh, tell you if it's any good. I mean, you know, I'll let you have most of it. Don't worry. I'll, I'll share. I'm pretty good about that. So we've got the uh, bear burger for you, and we'll try that burger in just a moment. Do you want to try it right now? Do you want to try it uh, while we're on the air and uh, give, me, uh, give me a review? I'm still a little nervous. I better not. I'll try it if you want. I don't mind. I've, I've eaten on the air before. We can do that as well. 880-5763-880-KROD is our telephone number. By the way, for those of you that call in today, we've got the caller of the show. And, Coach, if you're the top caller of the show, you will win a $50 gift card from Howdy's, the Border Bucks card. And uh, you're the one that gets to decide who is the best oh, caller of the show. Don't put me on the spot. Well, you got to do it. Oh, you think I'm going to be the one no. deciding? Well, there's going to be a lot of good calls, but that's, I mean, that's how we, that's how we do it. I'll help you. Okay. I'll help you. I'm not going to just make it you. How about 50-50? I don't want to, that's, I don't want to make anyone mad. I know. Well, you're not going to make anybody mad. But you got to call in the all other way. Well, you got to have, yeah, but you know, we'd, we'd give away thousand dollars in gift cards today if we did it like that. So we've got to, we've got to give it the well, most uh, original call. Way, if you give that much away, let me call it. That's exactly right. You could be the winner. The most original caller will get the, uh, the gift card, the Border Bucks card from Howdy's, a sponsor here of the Don Haskins Show. So 880-5763 if you want to get into the program, 880-KROD. You've been a busy man the last couple of weeks. Uh, a lot of signings and a lot of successful signings out at El Paso Saddle Blanket. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Dusty and Bonnie Henson, uh, you know, I have things in acre inside and uh, filled with the most beautiful blankets and uh, a lot of other paraphernalia. And, of course, around the, uh, uh, you know, they got parking. You can't believe it. A couple of acres. And I've never seen so many people. And I've got to tell you, uh, Saturday before last, I thought maybe I didn't want to sign, ever sign an autograph again. And this past Saturday, I thought it'd be pretty easy. And uh, I don't know how many people showed up, but they claimed there was tw between 27 and 3,100 that came through. That's amazing. It, it really is amazing. I want to thank all the people in El Paso, all you people that come out. Uh, we've had, a, we've had a quite a few things signed here already this evening. But it was a lot of fun, and uh, the thing that made it easy was uh, the Saddle Blanket Company, all the employees, uh, Bonnie and Dusty, you know, giving them water. Because, you know, it's quite a, as 10, 10.30 to 5, that's a long time. Hey, your hands look pretty good for a guy that's just signed uh, 3,000 autographs over the last three weeks. I'm pretty impressed. Well, I, you know, finally got cooled off a little, <laughs> but it, uh, I don't want to do it. I think we'll probably have another signing, okay. but not for a while. Take a break. Uh, I know that we, uh, Dusty called me today, and he had about 50 books out there. Yeah. And those went. You know, people coming in, and we're going to try and get a couple hundred more. Okay. Dan Wetzel uh, uh, got these sent down, and I'm, I'm going to see if he can't send some more. You know, people are interested, and they want the book. I want to help get it to them. And... Uh, um, if i got to come by there and sign uh, things during the week, I'm going to do it. Let's go to a call right now, Coach. We've got our first caller of the show. 880-5763-880-KROD. Sam is joining us uh, out in New Mexico. Sam, where exactly in New Mexico are you calling from tonight? Yeah, I'm from uh, Silver City. You're from where? 
Silver City. That's about 150 miles from El Paso. That's right. You've been to uh, coach. I'm sure you've been to Clovis City over the years. Silver's. Didn't he say Silver, Silver City? City? That's correct. Oh, uh -huh. Silver City. Okay. Silver City. Yeah. There you go. I've been there. We used to have basketball camp there. I love that town. What's on? Uh, yes. We had a, a camp out on the campus of Western New Mexico, and uh, I, 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 I love Silver City. You know, and I've been up that way a lot, hunting and uh, fishing, because that is right in the verge, the edge of the Gila, and I love the Gila. So I've been up there a lot. Nice. Sam, what's your question for the coach? I, I just uh, want to coach in on something. When I was uh, nine years old, I, uh, Dad and I drove up to Grant, and uh, we got to hear the game when uh, the Bears took uh, Texas Western and uh, defeated uh, Kentucky. And that is a memory. My dad isn't with us anymore, but that is uh, one of the greatest memories I ever had. And uh, I'm a, a quick state Aggie fan, but before I was an Aggie fan, I was a Texas Western college fan. So you started out as a TWC fan, and you switched to the New Mexico State Aggies. That's correct. Wow. That's because uh, we got to live right there, uh, right next to NMSU, and uh, got to go all the games. Uh, and those were the McCarthy uh, days. And I'm pretty impressed with uh, what uh, Red Spears uh, seems to be doing. Over I, uh, I'm in total awe of uh, the Bear, and uh, I uh, always respected him. And uh, I think he's one of the greatest coaches ever in the Southwest, and I just wanted to give him my kudos and uh, thank him for the memory that uh, he gave him my dad when we watched uh, or we heard him on the radio on your state, as a matter of fact. That's awesome. I, I, I want to thank uh, – I don't like to thank Aggie fans that much, but uh, <laughs> maybe we can get him changed back. There you go. Thank you very much for the call. I'm glad that uh, at nine years old um, you got to see the game. Uh, it's one of my fondest memories also. There you go. Sam, thanks, thanks for getting us started. Thank we appreciate you. the phone call. All right. 6.17 our time. We'll take our first break right now. Come on down and see us, folks, whether you want to stay in the bar or the patio. The speakers are turned up. It's the Don Haskins Show continuing live from Fuddruckers West. We'll be back with more in a moment, only on News Radio KROD. KROD. back as we continue live from Fuddruckers here on the west side of town. More of the Don Haskins show. During the break, uh, Coach, uh, we had a chance to sample the Bear Burger. That's one tasty burger. What do you mean sample? I eat a half one. You did. You, you, I don't know. Did you, did you, well, you didn't chew, it's did great. you? It's really good. Yeah, it is good, folks. And we've got, uh, that's uh, the special burger. It's your signature burger, the one-pound burger. And it's, it's what it is essentially is it's the FUD 66 burger, which has American cheese and hatch green chili, but the kicker is the onions. I think so. I love, uh, you know, and they're thrown on the patty. Yeah. And. And cooked. It's not like having a slice of onion on a hamburger. I like them that well too. That way too. It's good stuff. But, uh, this is really, really good. Come on down, folks. Have dinner with the bear tonight. Join us out here, and don't forget mention the bear to the cashier, and you will receive 10% off your bill. So just say the bear. Don Haskins get 10% off your bill. Not just tonight, but every Tuesday, even when we're not here at both East and West Fud Rucker's locations. 
All right. I've got some very interesting questions from the audience that we're going to talk about uh, during the show today. But, Coach, I want to go to another caller, and that's Dan from the west side of town. I'm sorry, Stan, you're on with uh, the coach. Hi, Coach. How you doing, Stan? I'm doing great, Coach. I have uh, lots of memories. I remember uh, going to your basketball camp up at New Mexico Military with uh, Jake yeah. Poole and some well, of those guys. Oh, we had that thing everywhere, didn't we? Yeah, it was. I it love was. New Mexico Military, and it's real funny that uh, years, uh, like five, six years later, I found out the kids that uh, went with us to that camp went to New Mexico Military Academy. And I think it was just being on campus. The food, if you'll remember, or I thought so, was tremendous there. And uh, uh, the big old green, you know, uh, big lots of grass and what have you. And right, all, the, all the little kids. Oh, yeah, I thought it was great. I don't know. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I had a great there, time. Uh, I enjoyed it there very much. I really did. And we had uh, camps at Silver City, uh, Roswell, and of course on. You were all over New Mexico, all over the state. Loved it. The question I have for you, Chris, was describe how uh, the the players have changed over the years. Uh, It it seems to me that the players now, uh, you you have to handle them a little different than the players that that you had back in the 60s and 70s, and how maybe your approach changed to uh, um, getting them to do the things that they needed to do. And Just kind of describe how, I I believe it's changed, but I'm interested to to hear your feedback on how that's changed, and uh, I'll hang up and give a listen. Nice job. Thanks for the phone call, Stan. Talking about how players have changed from the 60s and 70s to the way they are now, Coach. Well, uh, Stan, uh, the biggest change I see, uh, the players were good then, but they're better. They jump higher. They run faster. Uh, they shoot better. And uh, there's they're, so much more gifted. And the players we had back then, yeah. uh, maybe... As they worked as hard. Don't give these guys credit today. They they are hard, hard workers. If you don't believe that, go watch one of Doc Sadler's practices. I wonder he though. He runs them. I'm telling you, he works them, plays defense, and the uh, I, th- I think the thing that has really changed has been uh, the defensive end. I think uh, colleges play better defense. The NBA plays better defense, and it's something that. I thought back in the uh, 60s and 70s, I mm-hmm. thought it was going the other way. But all of a sudden, for instance, the Heat was probably the best defensive team uh, in the NBA this year, and they won. The best defensive team in the NFL, they won. Mm-hmm. Baseball, yeah, pitching, it comes down to defense. Can coaches use the same amount of discipline on players now that they were able to do back in in, in your you know in the 60s and 70s? Okay, now I hear that they can't. I hear these guys say you can't treat them the same. I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. I think a coach is a, players are going to do what they're asked if, unless they don't want to play and. Uh, you can't run off a good player. You can't run him enough. Uh, go watch Doc. As I said a while ago, go watch Doc Sadler. Uh, if you don't want to play basketball and you don't play it his way, we, uh, you'll quit. But I haven't seen anybody leaving. No, I think right. kids are every bit as tough as they used to be, and that's a big excuse about uh, they can't take what they used to. They, take, they can even take more. 
888-5763-880-KROD as we continue here on the Don Haskins Show. Let me go next to uh, Matt, who joins us on a cell phone. Matt, thanks for the call. You're on with Coach. Hey, Coach. It's great to hear you on the radio still. Uh, I'll be listening to it every time you're on. Uh, thank you, Matt. I have a question for you. I heard a radio station earlier today. I was at a radio show, and uh, the guy was talking about on the tournament, Switching it from 65 teams to either back to 32 teams like it was when you when you won it, or going up to 128 teams. I'm just curious, what do you think of that, or should they just leave it alone? I'll hang up and listen to you on the air. Thanks nice, again, nice question, Matt. What do you think, Coach? Keep it at one at 65, shrink it back down to 32, or raise it to 130 uh, something teams. And, what are we talking about? Uh, the NCAA basketball tournaments. I wish, you know, that was in the paper yesterday. Yeah. And they were talking about raising it to 128. Yeah. I wish you'd let every team in. Now, a team that has not been had a 50-50 season, I think they ought to be left out. But uh, uh, George Mason is a very good example mm -hmm. of a team probably just barely made it in the tournament. And uh, I know two or three times we barely made it in because it, it's your location, right. the politics, and I wish they'd move it up. Well, here's I, the question. All right. Say they raise it to 128 from 65. Of the remaining, of the additional teams that would get added, how many of those schools do you think would be from the power schools, mediocre teams okay. and good conferences, as compared to the, the deserving smaller schools that still won't get the credit that they deserve? Um, you know, this is a very interesting question that he asked. They got to leave. The, hey, the big schools like the Big Ten getting five, six, seven, the Big East. Now they got to leave them alone. Mm -hmm. What they need to do is get the Butlers in, uh, the Kent States. Uh, uh, you know, I don't believe in that uh, mid-major. I don't like. I don't like the word mid-major. I think we are a major college. And this conference, you know, like uh, last year, we didn't get in. Well, we beat a team that got in by 28 here right. in El Paso. And they beat us by three or four. And I don't think we were ever considered. If, if they're going to take everybody in the Big Ten, everybody in the Atlantic Coast Conference, mm -hmm. everybody in the Southeastern Conference, it's not going to help. They ought to, I, I think, no conference should get more than five teams. And that would give the smaller schools who are good. There's a lot of them out there I take and really play. Before we go to the bottom of the hour, I've got some questions from some people here in the audience. Uh, one of the questions is, is this, Coach. How did you make the Chicago connection with Tim Hardaway and other guys from Chicago? Because I had a, a coach, an assistant, the name of Russ Bradbury, and he knew everybody in the city of Chicago. He knew all the coaches. Um, the story about Tim Hardaway, I think we might have mentioned this last week. He's an over, you know, nobody was looking at him. Uh, he didn't shoot very well. And uh, Russ Bradbird uh, uh, wore me out wanting to me to have a look at Tim Hardaway. Uh, Johnny Melvin, another, uh, not uh, a player not recruited by everybody, but uh, Russ had a tremendous eye for players and their potential. And, Tim, uh, Tim Floyd taught him well. And, you know, Tim brought in uh, uh, Antonio Davis yeah. and, and, and a lot of others. But uh, I, a school at this, at our size and location, you got to be a little lucky and you need some people that can really spot talent. 
Well, and you had a little bit of that throughout your yeah. 38 oh, yeah, years lucky. at Utah. I was lucky. That's right. Uh, Nate Archibald, nobody wanted to become uh, maybe the best guard ever played in the NBA. Now, mm-hmm. how lucky is that? I know. It's pretty nice. All right, folks. 5030 North Desert Boulevard. We are here. We are live. More of the Don Haskins Show as we continue. How about this? Coming up next, a conversation with one of your former players, Wayne Soup Campbell, will be joining us on the phone lines next. He's one of my favorite guys. There you go. One of my very favorite. He's coming up, folks, and we'll be back with more in a moment right here on News Radio KROD. Welcome back as we continue live from uh, Foot Ruckers West here at 5030 North Desert Boulevard. It's the Don Haskins Show. And, uh, Coach, we're just uh, enjoying more of that uh, Bear Burger, the uh, signature burger for you. And it was tough having you try to create your own hamburger. We thought we'd throw a bunch of toppings on there. But you um, you know, you wanted it a certain way, and that's exactly what I, I think they've done out here. Um, I polished mine off, Steve. You did good, Coach. Yes, I did. And you did, too. Thank you. Those hatch green chilies are pretty good. Oh, man, are they? I know it. But... You know, I can, um, like a hamburger, mm-hmm. throwing onions in it yeah. and cooking it. I don't need really anything else but that. But uh, the, the hatch, uh, <clears throat> chilies, and um, a little bit of cheese on it, boy. That's right. What a burger. What a guest we've got coming on the show next. Uh, one of your favorites, as you talked about earlier, a man who seemed like he spent the entire 1980s playing for you at UTEP because um, he had a couple of extra years at, at the university because of some red shirts and some, some injury situations. But now he is a, a very successful businessman out with Southwest Airlines out in Oakland, California. I'm talking about Wayne Soup Campbell, who joins us next on the program. Soup, great to hear from you, and uh, thanks for uh, being our first guest this afternoon on the show. Uh, glad to be with you guys. I wish I was there sharing that burger with you, Coach. No, 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 Soup, you don't need a burger. <laughs> you don't need it. Last time I saw you, you were gaining a little weight. <laughs> Took him out this fish place. Yeah. And uh, uh, called Charms out on uh, Dyer. Okay. And he ate all the fish. Did he really? Oh, yeah. So they, they had to close the yeah. store down because they didn't have anything left. Hey, uh, you know, we were talking a moment ago about players that uh, almost didn't get here. I'll never forget uh, Tim Floyd, how much he wanted uh, Wayne Campbell. And I would say, well, you know, there's not that many people. There were a few after him. But he told me, he said, he's going to be a great player. And he turned out, and Wayne was getting to the place where he could jump over the board. And the night that he tore that knee up, yes. we were playing Arizona State, yep. if you remember. Mm-hmm. I and, remember um, it like it was yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> and he went up real high for a rebound, came down a little off balance. And it when he, he broke a ligament or whatever, and it sounded like a 22 rifle going off. Wow. And I thought, you know, and I I really didn't think, boy, he had a lot of courage, a lot of guts to come back back and play on that thing. Because the doctors, I know the first time that I talked to him, they said he'll never play basketball again. He not only played, but he played very well. Soup. Well, I pre- appreciate that encouragement, Coach. <laughs> what was your What was your reaction like when you first came to El Paso and saw Don Haskins for the first time as your head basketball coach? My My very first reaction was, "What did I get myself into?" Because <laughs> 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 my remarks when we first met Coach uh, Coach Haskins told all the freshmen forget about Thanksgiving and Christmas. 
because you're going to be spending with me. <laughs> And I was a 17-year-old kid. I, believe, I can't believe I said that. <laughs> hey, what Did was, I uh, do that? What was Coach like as Santa Claus? Was he a pretty good Santa Claus? Uh, Coach, Coach, Coach was, he was different. He was different. We, we didn't have the, you know, the red bag of gifts, but uh, Coach gave us a gift. That gift called suicide. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Christmas and Thanksgiving. Yeah. Well, I didn't want you all getting out of shape. I remember... Thanksgiving, we practiced in the morning, and same way with Christmas, and uh, just to make sure they wasn't somewhere drinking wine at some house, uh, I'd make sure they came back that evening to shoot, and uh, kind of screwed up her whole day, screwed mine up too, so, uh, yeah, but, so we couldn't just sit around and eat and get fat all day on Thanksgiving. That's, that's sure. right. Soup, at the same time, you were a part of uh, some of the glory years of UTEP basketball. Since you did spend, uh, you know, a good chunk of the 80s with the Miners, you were part of uh, some of the best teams we've uh, we've seen over the last uh, 25, 35 years. Yes, I was, and I'm honored that, but I'm still claiming that I only spent four years here. <laughs> Well, I, but, but it was a it was a very hey, Wayne, I, I was happy to have you six or seven. How many was it? <laughs> wasn't seven, was it? Now that was all because of injuries yeah. at the NCAA. You know, gave yeah. gave him time back for it. But the most yeah. memorable uh, thing that I can recall was a night in the pit, and yeah. we'd had a ferocious game, and uh, Wayne comes to the free throw line, and I think we were one behind. Is that correct? Yes, we were one behind. And I, Wayne wasn't the greatest free thrower in the world, but uh, he had some uh, huevos, I guess. Is that all right to say? Yeah, absolutely. You can say whatever he, you want. He, he, you know, he was a gutty. He was a gutty person. And he's standing up the line, and he's about to shoot that first free throw and become the famous uh, paperwide incident. And this guy fires his paperwide right by his nose, and uh, Wayne missed, you know, he flinched and missed the free throw. Yep. And the only guy, there's only a couple people that I ever knew as officials that would uh, have the guts to give yep. him another another chance, and that was Jimmy Clark. And uh, the guy that threw the paper, what, I, he, he might have got, uh, if they hadn't got him out of there, he might have got killed because Wayne, Wayne made them both. And we won by one, and oh, I still think about that game. I can still see him shooting it. Yep. I can still see the paper cup or whatever it was go right by him. And uh, it, it was a tremendous game and a heck of a letdown in Albuquerque for them. Soup, at the same time, you talk about that game uh, now, uh, you know, 20 years later. Is that, that, you know, that's, that's become part of your legacy at UTEP. I tell you, it has, it has. I mean, that game, it seemed like it just happened yesterday, but I'd never forget that cup. You know, I almost had to duck, you know, when I saw the cup coming towards me. But uh, it was the weirdest thing. And, and like Coach said, I don't think there's a fishy in in this time that would make a call like that. Would only yeah, I do. Uh, there was 20,000 people there. They went crazy. This old boy almost got lynched. Uh, the only thing I can remember being close was in the uh, Chicago uh, Cubs, the guy out in uh, left field. Yeah, Steve Barton. With the gun. Yeah. That's right. And, uh, you know, they never – I don't think that guy, he lost his season ticket, the one in Albuquerque, and I don't think he wants to sit in that area again. But no. uh, uh, Soup might have made it anyway, so uh, – it, it exactly, uh, Coach. I would have made it anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, right. 
but uh, Wayne was a heck of a player and played on some uh, real good teams. I don't ever remember having any kind of a problem with Wayne Campbell. He was a tremendous person to coach, be around, and uh, uh, the entire city felt that way. Hey, Coach, we yep. felt the same about you, Coach. I mean, cause you, you were not only a coach to us, but you was the father on the coach. So, well, what I are you talking same, about coach. all those suicides that won't make up your mind? <laughs> 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 Had to get everyone in shape, Wayne. <laughs> I, know, I didn't like it back then, but now I guess I appreciate it 20 yeah. years later. Well, was that 20 years has it been 20 years uh, since it's, you? It's close. What, what years What years were you here? I, was, I, I got track. there in 83. 83? Yeah, and, and from 83 on, you know. Who were some of the guys on that, that team? That. Uh, Tim Hardaway, right? Yep, I went to Tim Hardaway, Antonio Davis, the Quentin Gates. The, actually, me, Quentin Gates, and Deke Jackson, Lemuel Quentin. We were all freshmen together. That's right. That's right. Yeah, we had a pretty what, large that's, freshman class. That's a that's a pretty good freshman group. Yeah, yeah not bad. I can, I can recall Tim Floyd telling me that I was the you know the only forward they had there at that time. When I got there, there were seven guys going out for one position. <laughs> you think Tim would lie a little and try to get you there? <laughs> no. Uh, uh, but anyway, I know one thing. I wasn't just real sure till I watched you practice a few days and. Uh, you brought some good practice ethic from high yeah. school, and uh, uh, you're in, uh, Wayne. You're way at the top of my list of guys that give it their all-out best and never, ever, ever, ever cause a problem of any sort in school, basketball, or anywhere. It was your it was your two list coach over the over those years, coach. Well. It all I know is fun years for me. All I know is this: with all the guys you just named, Soup, uh, was there one player that you could say was was the best player that you ever played with at UTEP? And how about the best player you ever played against at UTEP? I would say out of a lot of players, because I did play against a, quite a few guys over the years, but probably the ultimate best practice player that I ever played against in Wood, I would have to say Judy Smith. Yeah, my, home, my homeboy. You know, uh, another guy from Louisiana, uh, yep. a, a guy, uh, Gus Bailey, who played for me yep, and played Gus in the did. NBA. And Gus spotted him on the playground, and nobody wanted Juden. So yep. Gus uh, promised me that he could play. Juden was about 6'2", and uh, grew to 6'6", and uh, become a, tr a tremendous player and was not a recruited player at all. You know, we, over the years, you, unbelievable how many players that we got that uh, really w wasn't highly sought after. And I kind of like it, guys. I, I like that time of guy because of the worth work ethic, like Antonio Davis. Uh, nobody really was after him. And, uh, uh, you know, he turned out to be a heck of a player. and. I've said this many times. I'm not just saying this because we got you on the on the air suit, but you would have been an NBA player had you not tore your knee up. Yep. Yep. I really believe that. You were, you, he was improving so much. It was 
unbelievable. You know, one of the nice things, and, and folks, if you're just joining us, Wayne Soup Campbell here with us on the Don Haskins Show on the phone lines from his home in, in, in the Oakland uh, Bay Area. You get to come back to El Paso quite a bit, Soup. You made a lot of friends while you were a player here. You've never lost touch of El Paso. And usually a couple times a year you get to come back and a lot of the times take in a minor game while you're here. Yeah, still to this day, El Paso is my home. I mean, I, I would never forget, because keep in mind, I spent most of the 80s there, and I have some friends that I've treasured their, you know, friendship over the years, and, you know, El Paso is going to always have a special place in my heart. I believe that. I That's believe great. it. Uh, Wayne, you feel the same way I do. I stayed yeah. here a long time, and, you know, uh, a couple times I had a chance to leave, and, uh, didn't because of the people and um, what great sports fans they are football and basketball uh, the, the people in this town are tremendous exactly they, have they are tremendous well, Sue, friendship that'll last forever that's right can't thank you enough for coming on the show with us today we appreciate it and uh, the next time you're back in town give us a heads up and make sure it's a Tuesday night so you can join us here at Fuddruckers West for the Don Haskins show hey Wayne we'll do Steve what? and Coach wait Coach wait just a second now you, you missed a heck of a hamburger tonight <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm about to say please save me a burger when I get oh, down there oh <laughs> boy I'll bring you out here Okay, coach. All right. Thank All right. you a lot, Wayne. We'll see you later. Thank you. That's okay. uh, Wayne Soup Campbell joining us here. We'll take a break, come back, wrap up our number one. Fred Reynolds coming up live here at Fuddruckers West. More in a moment on News Radio KROD. Welcome back as we continue here in hour number one of the Don Haskins Show here live at Fuddruckers West, 5030 North Desert Boulevard. Um, I don't know about you, but I'll be having another Bear Burger after the show is over. I'm still hungry. That was good, but you know, I'm, I still have some room in my stomach for I'll, another I'll one. only have one. That's good. Well, you should, yeah. You know, I've had a half. That's right. That's got right. Me, got me warmed up. <laughs> That's exactly right. Folks, you can come on down, join us for the program, and again, if you have dinner here tonight and you have an autograph and you want to get something signed by Coach, Coach will sign your autographs if you uh, indeed come here and uh, enjoy the food, enjoy the dinner, whether it's a salad, a chicken sandwich, a burger. The burgers are what made this place world famous, folks. It's Fuddruckers on the west side, 5030 North Desert Boulevard. So uh, it was great hearing from Wayne Campbell. And that seems to be one of the most popular decades for UTEP basketball fans, the 1980s, because of how good you were for pretty much that entire time, from almost the beginning till the end. That was because of two great recruiters, uh, Tim Floyd and uh, Russ Bradburn, and, and a couple other guys. But... Uh, you know, they kept things going. Uh, I don't know. With the kind of players they brought in, uh, uh, we probably should have done better than we did. Normally, if the way it is, the way it was at UTEP and still is, you get in the NCAA tournament, and do you get a 13 seed? No. No, you get somebody seated about like you, like uh, played Nolan one time, and they'd won the uh, Missouri Valley, and we'd won the Western Athletic Conference. Uh, went over to Arizona to play on the road, uh, played uh, Vegas, uh, played Vegas one time, uh, first game. And what they want to do is the ones they call the mid-majors, they want to eliminate them. They want to keep your Big Ten, uh, Southeastern Conference, 
and uh, one of these days they ought to do that uh, a, a different way. And you know, I go along with uh, the number one seeds, number two seeds, fifteen yes. and sixty. But uh, in between, there's someplace uh, there's there's a lot of. Uh, discrepancies as I see it. 880-5763, 880-KROD, our telephone number as we, as we continue, and apparently we're having some uh, sound difficulties here. We'll try to turn this down a little bit. If you want to get in to the program, again, a $50 Border Bucks card from Howdy's will go your way if you have the call of the show. So far, we've had some great calls, so 880-5763 gets you into the coach. Call the show will win that $50 Border Bucks card from Howdy's Food Marts. Some other very interesting questions from people here sitting down how about this one coach how well did your approach to coaching especially defense mesh with Bobby Knights regarding the 72 Olympic team um, you know I played for the, the best defensive coach of all time Hank Iba and uh, in the 72 Olympics uh, I don't think that had anything to do with Knight at that time I think, uh, you know, he had just started in Indiana. Uh, he was a great coach in all respects. Mm -hmm. Played defense, offense, a whole bit. And he had great players there. But uh, see, Mr. Iba, back in the, uh, like, uh, late 40s the, through the 50s, he never had the best players. For instance, the team in 49 that uh, got beat by Kentucky, you know, they had Wawa Jones, uh, Ralph Beard, uh, they had five All-Americans, and he had a, a bunch of country boys. And they got beat with Kentucky, but what a job to get that bunch uh, to the NCAA Finals. I thought it was maybe the coaching job of all time. Was Bobby Knight, at, in 1972, a guy that coached defense as much as, as you did at that time? And, oh, and, yeah, sure he did. And, and uh, Knight was one of the coaches... There was seven or eight teams, and we're picking an Olympic team, and uh, Knight uh, was coaching one of those teams. Well, you know, the idea was try to get some players and not, not uh, it wasn't that much on winning and losing, but Knight didn't feel that way. Uh, he wanted to win every game. He, he got technicals, went crazy, and I took him out one night. I'll never forget it. And uh, I said, Bob, now you can cut this stuff out. And Coach Ivan sent me out to talk to him. And uh, he always called me Ed because I beat him out of 50 cents playing pool one time. So I was El Paso Ed. And when he calls me today, hi, Ed, how you doing? You know, and I love the guy because every game that he's ever won, he's done it the right way. You, don't, you can bet that he's never uh, broken uh, any, any kind of a rule. Uh, he told me that he had broken, uh, given a, a player a ride, you know, which we got. But uh, anyway, uh, I came back and I told Mr. Ibe I thought I'd get through to him. And the next night, he hated a guy by the name of Bobby Scott, an, an official from Amarillo. So Knight uh, <clears throat> ripped his shirt off at the first bad call. Had a, he had an official shirt underneath it, had a whistle, and naturally got kicked out of the game. And Coach Ivy looked over at me. Coach Ivy looked at me, and he said, well, I can see you really got through to him. <laughs> that was during the 1972 Olympic season when that happened? That's right. Wow, that's a great story. We were getting ready to, you know, we had a bunch of guys. Uh, 
Well, we had the, the best rebounder in camp wouldn't stand for the national anthem, so he didn't go. Uh, Bill Walton didn't, wouldn't come to the trials. Uh, so a lot of players, so I, I thought Coach Ivey did an outstanding job, and I still say, you know, we're going to have Forbes on here before long. Yeah, he'll be on probably in 70. two weeks. So we'll talk about the 72 Olympic game. I don't even like to talk about it. I don't think big, he does big, either. Biggest robbery of all time. Let's get a call in right now and go uh, next to Ray joining us on a cell phone. Ray, thanks for your phone call. You're on the Don Haskins Show with the coach. How's it going, coach? How you doing, Ray? Good. Listen, I just I have more of a comment and uh, a reflection of, of, uh, of Don Haskins in El Paso. I grew up uh, watching you. My dad used to work at UTEP back in the 80s, and I was about eight years old. And uh, back in the Roshan Amy era, I don't know if you remember that or not. But, what uh, now? The Roshan Amy era. Yeah. I think you remember oh, Roshan. Yeah, sure I do. Yeah, well, I, my dad used to work at, at uh, UTEP, and I remember sneaking in there and running around in the tunnels and stuff. And I remember stepping on your toe one time, and, uh, and you just looked at me and said, hey, you know, you know, how you doing, kid, and so forth. But uh, I was used to admire the fact that, uh, you know, I made my decisions thinking what would coach say or what would coach do. So I just wanted to thank you for, for the inspiration you give well, all of Pastor. Well, thank you very much, Ray. Uh, I hope your father's doing all right. Uh, actually, he has passed away, but uh, oh, that's he, too bad. He, uh, he used to work there, and uh, he would take me specifically to watch every single game. And uh, I eventually wanted to become a ball boy, but I never did. So, but uh, I used to just watch you and watch you roll up that uh, paper well, in your uh, arms. And I, I think you'd probably made a heck of a ball boy. <laughs> And I wish you'd got that opportunity. I'm sorry you yeah, didn't. Yeah, well, that's fine, Coach. But I just want you to thank you for being the ultimate El Paso. Thank you very much. That's for great. The call. Ray, appreciate the phone call. Nice Thanks story. And tell you what, um, that's good that you didn't, uh, you know, a kid steps on your foot and you just introduce yourself and say, hey, nice to meet you. Good to see you, kid. Then at least it didn't hurt you. You know, I'm, I think Ray's exact. I probably didn't do that. I hope I did. I, got, I, I hope. I did what he said, because that would have been the yes. nice thing to do. That's well, I would expect nothing more from you, absolutely. All right, one hour in the books. We are coming back, though, and we'll continue with more of the Don Haskins Show until 7 o'clock. We are located again at Fuddruckers on the west side here, 5030 North Desert Boulevard. Come on down, join us, have dinner with the bear. Mention the bear and save 10% off your bill. And here's a special for you till 8 o'clock. Shinerbach beer, 12 ounces for just a dollar. 12 ounce Shiner box, four buck. And again, if you buy dinner tonight and have dinner here, Coach Haskins will sign an autograph for you. That's what we've got on this Tuesday. We're coming back. Fred Reynolds is going to be joining us next as more of the Don Haskins show, only on News Radio. It's AM 600 KROD. This summer, make it a point.